Hey guys, this is Jonah. Thank you for checking out the Bomb Pod. It really means the most to me. Trying to get this off the ground has been some hard work, but thank you for listening and thank you for helping me try to get it done. I really, really appreciate you. Now, if you want to contribute to us, very simple on anchor.com, you're allowed to contribute to us. Give us some kudos. Give us some bling bling, if you know what I mean. Finally, we've made it to every, mostly every podcast uh, distributor. So Spotify counts. Apple Podcasts, you name it, Google Podcasts, we're there. So big shout out to everybody and all the support. I want to give a shout out to everybody who's listened, every guest that I've had. And if you want to be a guest on our show, of course you can. Just hit me up and we can work it out. We can chop it out. At the end of the day, the Bomb Pod wants to know what you're about and wants to know what's the best about you. So without further ado, let's get kicking to my next guest. You guys already know what to do. The Bomb Pond, baby, hosted by Joda. Let's go, boys. GG, boys. Let's go. All right. All right. And we're back. New episode of The Bomb Pod. But before we get into our guest, we're going to give a shout out to Demigod Q for finishing his challenge. What's going to happen next is going to be on Demigod Discipline, only on YouTube. New episodes are out every Monday. So we have a, an esteemed guest here at The Bomb Pod. Someone I've been admiring from afar. Someone who's been on my list to be on the show. I'll let him introduce himself. How are you, darling? This is Aldea Ramirez, um, creator of Finessing Miami and Up to Something Studios. I do have one question. Though. Yes. What, what's your friend's challenge? What was the challenge? So, in order to improve ourselves, we're running a, a, a YouTube vlog called Demigod Discipline. Okay. We all challenge each other. And there's penalties or stakes for not making these challenges happen. That's pretty awesome. He took the longest to make his challenge happen. So his, he had to sing uh, Boys to Men's I'll Make Love to You on our channel live. Ooh. So. Is he a, he's a singer. Yeah. But his challenge was to be more emotive. My okay. challenge is to lose weight. And uh, Vesper's challenge is to pick up an instrument so we have bass. And all of us are the coach for someone else. Mm-hmm. So I'm Vesper's coach. Vesper's Q's coach. Q is my coach. So there's like always accountability. And so we put together the results every week and we do like a five to eight minute vlog. Mm-hmm. Put it on YouTube. Hope someone likes it. There's funny edits. I'll show you some of the behind the scenes stuff now that you're here. Yeah. But one thing we've been doing is making commercials for the vlog. Okay. And my goal is to involve like every local dude I know. So I'm like, yo, come to my green screen. Let's film something, some crazy ass like commercial so we can put in your vlog so we can like get this community thing going. So ultimately... Just like the podcast, I want to give back to all the people who who I've always supported heavily or I've seen that they've done everything from the ground up on their own. So yeah. just just trying to add my piece of the pie. So that, tell me your challenge. So what do you I have doing? to lose weight, um, which at first is just like any idiot could do that. Um, but I had a back surgery yesterday, uh, last year that put me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a, a long period of overdose withdrawal recovery, which I didn't account for. Okay. And then in the midst of getting better in training, bam, I get a hernia. So this is like last year, November. Sorry to hear that. And um, at, at you first... You get a hernia from working out too much or how did you get... It's, it? either, it's either you only get them from working out too little or working out too much, which oh, I feel wow. is probably working out too little considering I didn't work out for so long. I didn't even know. But you, I freaked out. I was like pretty disappointed. I just turned 30. It was like a whole bunch of shit at once. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, just did some research and, and I changed certain things. And guess what? Having a strong ab section and, and low gut helps that hernia not even be an issue. So, like, everything's been pointing to make those choices now. 
those dietary choices. I now fast. I now just watch what I eat. So I'm happy with the challenge, and I think it makes sense. But, you know, he is pushing my ass to get to break out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and then just be comfortable. And so his challenge was he should have done that song two weeks ago, but he kept did he didn't keep, uh, take it seriously. So the accountability rose and the responsibility became bigger. So then we were like, all right, you're going to have to do it on Instagram Live in front of everybody because you just couldn't do it regularly. Like when we have a week to complete every challenge and he messed it up twice. That That's fine. That's oh, fine. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, he made up for it today. He did an amazing, amazing, amazing job. So now we move up to the next challenge and I'll send you a link to yeah, yeah. some of the, the vlogs. It's just super fun in nature. I'll follow up. Um, I know you're a man of many, of many, like, I was going to say many hats and I was going to be like, that's a dick thing to tell you, but you are, you've, you've come in and you've made a stake for yourself. Um, I've seen what you do grow and I've seen you expand at a time where most people would have thought that was not the smartest thing to do, but you understood longevity. And I appreciate that because again, you pave a roadmap for anyone else who wants to do the same thing. Um, how does it feel to, to constantly, uh, be, you know, doing that dance between, you know, I'm making it, I'm, I'm pushing the business forward and I'm like, oh no, I could always go back to being like a nine to fiver. How does that feel like? <sighs> to me, um, well, I've, I've grown to the point where I'm always trying to produce new things and I'm competing with the older version of myself. So I'm trying to make the person that I was last year proud. And I also want to beat the person that I was last year. So that's, uh, that's how I get through my daily thoughts and just to continue growing in a way, to, you, if that answers your question. Do you feel that, that the creative space that you've made for yourself allows you? Oh, so th- when I quit my job, I had a problem working because I was at my house and um, I had a problem with accountability. Yeah. Um, I would take naps and, you know, I, I push all my deadlines to the very last minute. And I just found that when I was in my nine to five structure, I was surrounded by people getting the, their goals done and, and achieving what they had to do on a daily basis. So this is why I started the, the shared workspace where yeah. I see other people working on their own projects. And it just makes me want to f- work on my own project as well, as well as work with them on their projects, help them. Anything that I could do with them, it's, it's not only going to benefit them, but it's going to benefit me from learning the process of what they have to go through to capture uh, a picture or, or, to, or to draw something, you know, because I'm surrounded by all types of creatives and uh, just that's what I love. I just love to constantly learn new things. How... How long does it take you to, from inception of an idea to reality? The, I've seen certain things in your studios from start to finish, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe room changes, uh, your neighbor's work, for example. I feel that you have a, a big sense of control in your workspace. How do you plan out a month or a week in, in, your, in your daily? I think I'm getting better at that. Um, I haven't achieved the... Just the ability of knowing how long an idea is going to take to come to fruition or or just, you know, just being an actual object. Um, But 
Could you repeat your question? Um, how do you how do you plan this out? Because mm. you know, nine to five jobs, you get you know, you get paid every twice a week oh. or twice every week. Mm-hmm. You have, let's say, like the beginning of the month, you got to figure out how to pay bills. You got to figure out how to pay Perfect. rent. Like, how do you pace your work to know you meet all these deadlines and important bills well, and situations? Sorry. So now. I give myself de- deadlines now. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the month and I'm, I'm seeing events that I could capitalize on or just do something towards it. And then that's basically my deadline. So let's say this month um, or last month, it, this month was 305, March 5th. Yeah. So let's say on February, on the 5th, I told myself I need to do something for March 5th. So I give myself some time and to execute an idea. And that's how I've been holding myself accountable this year. This is the first time I actually am working towards deadlines for myself, and it's it's working out. So um, deadlines that I have for myself. I, I like to say it, and I like to tell people now because they'll hold me accountable because I'll feel terrible if you ask me about something that passed and I never did anything. Yeah. Um, so right now, uh, my first one was 305 day. Next one is Air Max Day. After that, I want to do... I'm doing something for Earth Day. and That's uh, April 22nd, right? It is. And I'm doing something the 21st because the 22nd is a Monday. And all these dates are falling on weekdays, so I want to, you know, weekends are better. After that, Cinco de Mayo. So I have a couple projects lined up, and that's how I'm holding myself accountable. This is... It's, it's fantastic to see... Your, your approaches for a lot of um, what you do, I feel, are very uh, to you. And I feel like sometimes that others like to, you know, maybe like pay homage but not give credit. A lot of the times when I've seen you, I don't know what the technique is called. Um, when you're pressing like posters on the wall. And you're using... Oh, it's wheat pasting. Can you elaborate on, on what exactly is that? So um, four years ago. Uh, I went to LA mm-hmm. and um, I just saw someone putting a poster up and it's not that I, I thought of doing it four years ago, a year ago, I just thought of a great idea that I want to put up a poster in front of 11 and just get the crowd in front of the corner and in front of 11 and I just grew, um, uh, gr- I just made connections with the right people and just started just spreading the word around in a way where people walking around could see, and this is wheat pacing, where you, you post something something uh, yeah. on a wall. And you, you see it commonly in New York, in construction sites. Supreme does it a lot. These posters, they're just messages and advertising for their brands. And you didn't see it that much in Miami. Not at all until I saw what you were doing. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe uh, it would pass me by just because it was something I didn't understand. But mm-hmm. the fact that you're using it as a sort of marketing campaign or mm-hmm. or a way to bring attention to yourself that was unconventional as mm-hmm. opposed to being an internet hound and just blasting people's social media yeah. I, I i know I, i'm aware of your social media but i know you're it's very selective on what you post you're yeah. not the three posts a day kind of spaz person mm-hmm. which i need to work on that mm-hmm. because i should be posting more and that's where i want to be but you know i'm just working towards everything I, I feel uh, it suits. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it's it's hard, right? Because even mm-hmm. with us, you kind of want to be promoting constantly, but mm-hmm. it, it does dilute. And it, sometimes you start searching for content that you, you never really, yeah, you know, thought would be good to begin with. Um, what do you feel about the um, 
your creative space and what you're doing? Are you really competing with anybody besides yourself or, or you're constantly figuring out how to expand your space and include more, more things? I think I'm, I like to think that I'm growing a network where people are working together towards their own goals. Yeah. And, um, and by doing that, we're going to work on their, each other's projects together. Okay. So just, just growing a network where we all grow together is what I'm, I think I'm uh, accomplishing with the, the shared workspace. How do you feel about the ability to also have so much creative control when you're working with others? Like there's, there's a certain freedom of having that. Yeah. When we used to, we used to have a, a, a workspace as well when you're like, yeah, just come over mm-hmm. and we're going to get comfortable and we're going to make something. How much does that lend to the, the network you've created? Because I'm assuming everybody always goes to visit you in order to collaborate, right? Yes. Mm. Excuse me. Um, but I, I think I need you to elaborate because I, I am very inviting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have my core members. So not that you could just come over and just yeah, work, I mean, and, and work there, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, yes, you can, but sometimes people aren't, aren't doing that. So I don't think that's the message. I think you have to become a member to come over and work and, and work on your own projects. Or I did I understand the question wrong? No, that, that, that's pretty much it because the, I, I feel when, uh, for creatives, it's so difficult to understand, um, that what the other person is bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Front, right, you you eventually become very defensive. You really do. Um, I re- I've became very yeah, defensive. Same. Um, before you used to think you can do everything with everyone, and then like, okay, we can handle more jobs ourselves. Yeah. Um, but when you do find that that person who gets it, and mm-hmm. it's just that gut feeling, mm-hmm. it must be it must feel amazing then to add them to your team. Oh, it's beautiful right? because it, it's someone that you believe shares the same passion that you do. Okay. You know. Um, when you're defensive, you, you try to screen people constantly that approach you at the bar, well, approach me at the bar, approach you anywhere. But um, when you do find that person that, that kind of resembles the way that you work and, and you could f- actually see a, a vision of something created together, it's a beautiful, even idea, it's a beautiful idea to work with other people that, that actually think like you. Or not even think like you, just work like you. Yeah, work like you is the biggest one for me now. I think you start off with thinking as you. You Mm -hmm. think you need six of you to finish something. Mm -hmm. And then you start realizing that, no, you need people who don't know anything that I know. Because it's just, we're going to compliment each other. And we're going to vibe together based on our worth Mm -hmm. ethic. Not on just an individual skill set that may or may not be applicable sometimes. You know? I agree. Um, Like someone like Connor who I met in one background, then taught me that he does another thing for another background. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's interesting about people. But if you meet them at another point in your life, it could be another perspective, right? I agree. Let's, uh, let's close out on this one. We'll be right back with a hot new segment, player. Let's go. And we're back. We took a little chit-chat, and now we're back. It's a little colder. <laughs> feel a little better. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, your roots. Uh, I met you... With sweet KTZ pants. Oh, damn. And yeah, yeah. I remember, was it the kimono fit? It was. Uh, at Shoe Gallery. At Shoe Gallery. Sick fit. 
Yeah. This is pre-hats, but I know you had the idea. And then, bam, this thing takes off. Can you please tell us, how does it feel and what happened? What happened was is um, I had an idea and I made it come true. But, you know, that wasn't a fast process. You know, it was a learning process and um, this is how it happened. Uh, I was working at a law firm. And I wanted to create something that both a lawyer and uh, either Kodak Black or, or Travis Scott could wear. And at the time, uh, you know, Katana, was it Katana? Is it from Mexico? Call it Katana. Oh, no, it's not that time. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it said finessing in it. And um, at that time, what was popular was a snapback, uh, the snapback, uh, the straight bill strap, uh, snapback. Yeah. And I just wanted to create something where... Uh, it was a little bit more catered to, uh, you know, your your white collar or blue collar. I feel, I feel like uh, you did something. Okay, so at that time, I remember, like, remember those 40-ounce Givenchy hats? Yes, yes. Like, that was popping. So I know the style you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like snapback, snapback. Was the Ben Trill snapback. Yeah. yeah I, I was like, I did oh, not want to wear that. I, I couldn't wear that. I was working in law office in Brickle, so yeah. I can't wear that going to Blue Martini, or I can't wear that being in Brickle City Center. Right. Uh, not city center, but you know what I mean. Mary Brickle Village. Yeah. So I wanted to make something that both uh, a lawyer could wear and a rapper could wear. And I got a word and I got an inspiration from, you know, a golf brand. And I combined them both and I started marketing through my friends. And, and just, just through that, I started touching on to the people that I wanted um, wearing my hat. And that's how it spread through Miami. And then afterwards, it spread through athletes and and then just continue to spread. At what point were you um, having the most uh, trouble producing them? Did, did it get to the point where you were just constantly just producing and producing? How, how was the workflow on the hat? What, is it, what does it take of time? So when I got, when I felt like it was, uh, you know, annoying for me to go to someone else and pay them to, to make my hat and then, you know, profit off of me, I, I started finding, or I, I thought of a way where I could just make money also producing my hat. So I had money saved up and I, I bought my own machine and I started making my own hats out of my house. And that way I saved money, um, I sold whatever I wanted because I didn't have to make orders a hundred hats at a time. You know, I could make 20 and every, every hat could be a different color. So that's where I, I really started just mass producing and doing whatever I want to do and, and started making logos and, and got into making designs for other people and just expanding. I really, I really, I remember always being an uh, an asker of the custom hat. I always wanted the newest thing. I still always want the new mm -hmm. ones. Oh, black hats never have a dull stay in my lifetime. I always need constant. I go through them. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing your stuff at Shoe Galley for the first time. I don't know how long ago it was. It feels like it's it, been. It was like four years or, or five shit, or four. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember just that moment. I remember when I got Really appreciate Shoe Gallery for being the first people to believe in me. Dude. Huh? Uh, first, it started off, like, just going back to how we met. First started off with being at Dunk Exchange. And that was, like, that's where I started doing my thing. But not really. I started off as ACC Miami doing custom clothes. And then Leo, Leo Fashion from Shoe Gallery, mm -hmm. he noticed what I was doing. And he wanted a, a custom, you know, he's... 
he wanted a custom version of what I did for him. Yeah. And I did that. And then that's where I, I made my connection through Shoe Gallery. And then that's where I started talking to, to Remy. You know, Remy's someone I look up to, my OG. And um, that's, that's how the Shoe Gallery story came about. What do you think um, promotes their longevity? I, I've not asked anybody this question. What keeps them so, so on point and so relevant? Because... Just giving opportunities like that, I don't feel everybody extends them in, 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 in our city. I don't think everybody just extends opportunities. I feel like they demand so much. Um, what, do you think, what do you think makes them different? Wait, wait, what are, you, are you saying that they don't um, accept the opportunities that are given from Shoe Gallery? Or I, I feel that Shoe Gallery is probably the most on the nose okay. of giving opportunity and seeing new oh, yeah, things. Yeah. Where other shops may be too slow. Mm-hmm. To react, how do you feel about Shoe Gallery overall? In, in I the think city? that's why they're they're still there. You know, um, they've been there since the '80s. I, th- I, think. I think so. Right? I think, yeah, yeah. They've, you know, they've outgrown everybody in downtown. Yeah, you know, and when you think of uh, streetwear stores, it's it's Shoe Gallery to me. That's that's all I think about in in Miami. And then you know comes your corporate stores like you know KF and. You know, unknown and, mm-hmm. you know, and then the, the newer ones like uh, vintage. Uh, we were just talking about it uh, yesterday. Are we considering or which shirt? I don't know which which there's too many at this point. Mm-hmm. I just realized that I am washed. So we're going to take a break on realizing that we're a little bit washed and we're mm-hmm. forgetting yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other ones that are available. But we'll be right back. And we're back. So the last time I saw you, we were at the 305 event at your studio. I love seeing familiar faces of people support you. Tell me about that day. What was the the event about specifically? You know, um, it, it was really fast-paced for me. Uh, I had the idea of, you know, first of all, the, the idea started off with wanting to have something for 305 day and to launch the store for... For that same day yeah. so i had to come up with a, a concept or something and it was based off of me wheat pasting and people covering my my posters yeah so you know you don't want no smoke is, is something that i wanted to put up but also in a creative way where it could be three messages one you don't want no smoke because i don't i don't smoke so i'm anti-smoke two you don't want no smoke because you don't want no problems because you're going over my posters mm-hmm. and then three i Maybe you could take it as you don't want no gun violence, you know. I didn't, man. That's, I didn't know it was so deep. I wow. I I then that's my fault for not explaining it properly. Yeah, no, that's cool. It's no, cool I, that it, it's it, a it, learning it, thing yeah. for me. I had to learn how to explain these things, but it's it's annoying to have such a long comment on, under an Instagram post. What did, what did you feel that some of that stuff is better for interpretation? And this goes on, this goes on along with like maybe as an artist. You create just multidimensionally. Maybe it just some but you know I would I'd like to be mis- like have that mystique as well. But I would also like to be more informative and just be more transparent with the message that I'm trying to put out. Um, I just need to learn how to you know execute my message more clearly. Then and that's what I just learned right now. You know hmm. because I like the way that you, how you're now you're impressed. On the the three meanings that it could have possibly yeah. Had. I what what did known. you think it was without not seeing anything? To be honest, I thought it was a great um, 
I thought it was just like a, it could have just been a, a very cheeky advertisement for cigarette pricing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That's what I took it as. Mm-hmm. And um, the way that you put the pocket tea is a remnant of how people would hold cigarette packs on their tea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I took it as that. So I knew there was a meaning on it. I, 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 you know what? I guess maybe I didn't just search that deep. So it's not that I want to use say that I'm that you didn't explain those levels. It mm-hmm. could have been that maybe out of the ten of us, maybe who saw the share for the first time, all like maybe a third of each of us came up with that a separate meaning, which yeah. means your vision was complete. It just maybe I didn't I didn't see all three versions, yeah. which for me I think makes art the best because if something's boring or something's easy, it's boring. Yeah, and if you can give people such different diversity. Which I think that's what you take, what you do. The other pieces you had there were right up my alley, and then you have a cross like stuff that's up my friend's alley with the cane stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, I can have a metal T-shirt and Kane's gear all in one yeah. place, and I think that speaks to diversity, don't you think? Yeah, um, what I want to do is be able to to have everybody come in and have to come out with something. So it's gonna be half a, a local brand store and half vintage. And they're all going to be curated pieces, you know. And not only am I going to work with local brands, but I'm, I'm going to help them develop their their skills in a way, you know. I'm going to help them with graphic design. I'm going to help them with, with um, you know, not a lot of brands know about Brand Boom and how to acquire new accounts in other states, you know, and, and how mm-hmm. they had to create a Brand Boom so that they could email it to, let's say, the, the Shoe Gallery of New York. And then maybe if they like it, uh, they'll purchase I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I want, like to grow the community as well as you know work with the community. So uh, a a new brand that I see a vision with, I'll do a collaboration with them. I'll bring them up to date, and then you know just continue to sell them in the store. And that's how I want to you know make this uh, store work. And then on the other side, vintage clothes. Hmm. Okay. I like the fact that it's still on your identity too, and it's still stuff that that's for you. I have, I guess I have one final question, unless it could diverge into more, which I'm always down. Okay, okay. Um, what's the future? Where do you see things going? Okay, so I feel like the future would be the separation of the store and the creative agency. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, you know, the back is the our offices, and the front is a store. So. How they're named right now is Up to Something Studios and U2S. So then just becoming their own entities and just producing separately. Do you feel that... Oh, and then finessing, of course. Which has been a little bit dormant. Yes. Uh, It's because, you know, it it happens. Uh, I was stuck on trying to find new ways to, to put finessing on something. And... Through the the new store, up to something studios, I'm allowed to do anything that I want without it saying finessing. And I I don't imagine myself putting a 305 on a shirt and putting finessing on it. So now I think I'm free to create what I want. And now I am able to create for finessing. It's just like, have you watched, um, have you watched us? 
Not yet. Oh my. You know, God. I, you know oh, what? Not, it's not my fault. It was supposed to be today because it's like AMC five dollars, but just uh, things didn't work out. You have to be out. an AMC uh, A list member, twenty dollars a month, and yeah, you can watch my, three movies. Yeah, a month. my my girlfriend does. She she is. Yeah. Oh, she's so that we missed it today, man. Like it was uh, supposed like, to be uh, today. You have to do that. It's gonna be seen. <laughs> so I feel like well, just a. Tethering mm-hmm. is, is um is like two entities, right? And finessing was the one that was living in the limelight. And up to something studios or my creative mind was the one that was, you know, in the underground and was just tethered to uh, I wish you would have watched the movie. But I <laughs> it, it just would wasn't able to do what it wanted to do. Yeah. So now that I'm doing everything that I want to do through up to something studios, my mind is less clogged and I'm gonna be uh able to create more for up to uh for finessing if that makes sense no it does it's it's you know what you know why i know it's i deal with um one of my my group members is is similar to that i'm very like one thing but i know that a lot of people have to express themselves in many many mediums and, and vehicles right um and that's fine the mind is too different and complex just to hold you down to one thing and i guess i find that instrumentation i play many instruments and I feel like I can communicate an idea in so many mediums. Uh-huh. So like, that makes sense. Yeah. Like I feel like creatives can create no matter what. And uh-huh. I, I get upset when a creative feels like they're limited to the only tool they know. Yeah. Right. And I feel like you got this. You got yeah. you got a visual tool. You got you got you have a it's ear. like different languages. Yeah. You know, so I had a language of finessing, I had a language of up to something studios, mm-hmm. and I have a corporate language where I sell ideas to, you know, companies as well. Just the the creative agency part. If so, um, if we could scale you to to something heights, what's what what goals do you have for the next couple of years? Okay. Um. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. <laughs> uh, it would just be to expand. You know, just have more members in in both in all outlets of what I do, you know, the three parts, right? I have the agency, I have finessing, and I have up to something studios. So I just want to grow at a smart rate where they are all self-sufficient. And, you know, I just creative direct through all of them. Dude, that sounds perfect. All right, I think I'm good. You have anything to plug? Anything you want to tell anybody? Mm-hmm. I don't got anything to plug. <laughs> no, no. Oh, um, Air Max Day. We're having an event uh, March 30th for uh, Miami Air Max Day. And what is it? April 22nd, we are doing Miami Earth Day. And what's the next one? And then Cinco de Mayo, we're doing something. I haven't thought of that one yet. But So they heard it here first. And those details will show up on the, on the Instagrams, I'm assuming, anyways, right? Yes, of course. They'll see it online. They'll see it everywhere. Aldair, if you have nothing else to say, then I just want to thank you so much for showing up. I appreciate you visiting me here in my Dark Lair studio. Thank you for having me. And I hope that people can learn from what you've done and we can, you know, get closer together on this journey of life to become the most awesome members of the world today. All right. This has been the Bomb Pod. Joda, out.